Welcome to Whispers to a Bride, where we talk about the stuff no one else is talking about. We are going deep on the emotional aspects of getting married, the stress, drama, and turbulence that affects your own sense of identity and your closest relationships. We are talking about what it means to be a bride and how to navigate the sacred time with more grace and ease. I'm your host, Kara Gassabe. As a life coach and therapist, I'm going to be sharing super practical tips so that you can not only rise to the occasion of your wedding, but also your life. Hello, and welcome back to Whispers to a Bride. I am Kara Gassabe, and today is episode 27, Hard Conversations. As you have noticed by now, my friend, weddings bring up a lot of things for a lot of people, and you're going to find yourself having a lot of hard conversations, tricky conversations that you probably never saw coming. And the most important thing you can do is to have them, right? Giving the people you care about the dignity of a face-to-face conversation is a beautiful gesture that can restore and salvage and change the tone and maybe trajectory of a relationship, right? Now, these hard conversations take energy and effort, but they're always worth it. The other thing I want you to remember about having hard conversations is that we're going to do it softly. How we show up energetically is even more important than what we say. So if a subject is delicate or tender, I want you to do the obvious thing that you would do with anything else that's tender or delicate, and that is to handle it gently. I want you to soften the stakes when the emotions are running high. And we know with weddings, it's always that the emotions seem to be running high. So today I want to kind of walk you through a little framework that I learned from Mel Robbins. She's amazing. Find her on Instagram that she kind of outlines for tackling these tough conversations. So number one, it's the gentle startup, right? We've talked about this in other podcasts about having fights. The same thing applies here. That beginning two minutes of the conversation is going to predict what happens by the end. So you definitely want to get yourself together. Make sure you're in a calm space. Make sure you've processed some of your emotions. Make sure your energy state is where you want it because it will matter just as much as the words you use to start. You don't want to start with a demand or a criticism. You want to start with how you feel and state that you want to hear how they feel. So instead of saying to your future mother-in-law, I'm here to tell you there's no way I'm getting married under a chuppah. You would say, I'm feeling a little stressed and overwhelmed about how to create a ceremony that both families feel good about. Can we talk through options and get creative? You really want to demonstrate early on that you're coming in gently. 
getting both your words and your energy. Can't you just feel the difference? We know from psychology that when people feel even a little bit attacked, they're going to go into the defensive mode. And it's really hard to shift out when both our brains get locked into that antagonistic place. You got to remember you're on the same team. These are not your enemies, right? We're only having conversations with the nearest and dearest, the people that matter. So let's remember we're not enemies. So first we're going to start with that gentle startup. Number two, you're going to own your part. This is where you take responsibility for whatever you can in the things that have led up to making this conversation necessary, right? Whether things have gotten heated or awkward or tense. So when you come in and say, Hey, listen, I know I haven't been really clear about explaining myself, or I haven't been telling you why I'm wanting what I want. I understand how we've gotten to this icky place. And I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry if I seemed defensive. I'm sorry if I was really short the last time we talked about this. When you can own any little part of what got you to having a quote unquote hard conversation, when you take responsibility, acknowledge the disconnect, you're going to allow the other person to relax, to feel more open and far less defensive. This is going to be so helpful. Now, number three, the next part is so important. It's listening. We're going to listen. Remember that whole part about a conversation? Half of it, at least, should be listening. And not like listening like, let me gather all their info and be calculating my counter argument, which is how our brain likes to listen, right? We're trying to gather their facts so that we can get our facts and go fighting fact to fact. This isn't what we want to do here. We want to really listen to what they're saying already believing in our mind that it is valuable and worthwhile because the thing that people most crave in life and in wedding planning is to be seen and heard and acknowledged. And this is your chance to do that, right? This is your teammate. It's the two of you against the problem. It's you guys against the ceremony detail, the budget, the guest count, whatever. And when you remember that you're on the same team, you're going to want to listen. And you're going to want to validate what they're saying. You're going to want to see their perspective. So you can say, I hear that. It's frustrating when your other child got married and you didn't get to have your culture represented. I hear that. That's why this matters so much more for you. Or you can say, ah, I get what you're saying now about why you want to invite your coworkers and what that means for your positioning in your career right? Whatever you could do to acknowledge that what they're saying is valuable and makes sense on some level. Doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but you're going to acknowledge it and show them that you hear it and that you get it. Number four, we're going to wrap up. Hopefully at this point, the conversation has gone better than any previous one because of your soft startup, owning your part of it, hearing and validating what they're saying. And now you're going to restate the outcome that you're taking away from this conversation, right? You want to leave the conversation with a new agreement, a decision made, a plan to move forward of some sort. And it doesn't mean that everyone's happy or satisfied. It can almost be that you have circled back to where you started, but 
in a new way. Perhaps you're keeping the same guest count, but you've taken the time to at least hear why your mother wanted to change it. You're letting the feelings and the perspectives be heard because when they just stay out there in the air without being stated and articulated and heard and received, that's when they get poisonous. That's when the whole thing gets really toxic. But you have gone through the trouble of having the hard conversation. And so now we want to restate and wrap it up so that both people, again, have clarity. You wouldn't believe how many people walk away from the same conversation with different interpretations of what the next step is. So you want to say, hey, you know, I really still do not want to get married under the hoopah, but I really understand why it's important to you. Let me talk to my planner or my venue or my florist about alternatives. And I will circle back with you and see if maybe we can think of something creative that makes us both comfortable or whatever, right? Or you're going to say, you know what? Now that I've heard why it matters to you and what it means to you and your family and your history and your culture, I want to think about it. And I want to talk to my fiance about it again. And I want to revisit this with you. So you're just stating it as clear as you can so that everybody leaves on the same page. So again, when someone in your inner circle goes through the wedding planning process, feeling like they never had a moment of being consulted or asked or acknowledged, that can be what's really destructive. Even again, as I said, if their hopes and wishes and desires cannot be fully brought into fruition, you have been productive in the conversations because you were building rapport. You were establishing trust and a solid foundation for how you guys will handle future tough moments. Because like I keep saying on this podcast, these people are the ones who will be around after your wedding. So the details of these conflicts and hard conversations will change, right? The wedding will someday be behind you and you won't be talking about floral arrangements and budgets and guest counts, but the players are going to stay the same, right? Your parents, your siblings, your fiance, your friends, all of those people will be the same. So the time in having these conversations is not wasted. I know a lot of my clients want to think that like, oof, if I can just like handle the tension and keep it bottled up and we can just like get to that wedding date and not have to like, quote unquote, deal, that it'll all be fine. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, that's the mistake. This is the opportunity. Seize this moment. This is the time to make the investment in your future peace of mind. This is what's going to serve you well. And again, it's the perfect time to practice these hard conversations because you know what? Everybody stinks at wedding planning, right? For most families, it's the first time that you're doing it, right? So it's okay. Let the wedding be that mutual enemy that you and your inner circle can join up together against the wedding, right? Don't let the wedding create enemies out of you guys. That is such a better way to think about it. So having hard conversations, we are going to get our energy together. And then we are going to come in with that gentle startup owning, Hey, here's how I am feeling. Here's what I'd like to talk about. 
then you're going to own your part. Hey, I'm sorry if I haven't been clear. Sorry if I haven't really listened to your perspective. Sorry, I snapped at you the last time. Whatever it is that you can own and acknowledge. Number three, we are going to listen. Soak it in. Listen without thinking. Just listen, absorb. And number four, wrap it up with a bow. Let them know how we're leaving this conversation and what the next step is. This is going to help you in wedding planning and in your life. So we got this. We can do this. I'm here to help. Join me on Instagram at Kara Gassabe. Reach out to me. This is the stuff I live for. And this is where weddings serve up like the best way to improve our relationships. So reach out. I'm always here for you. These hard conversations. I am not saying they're easy. They're hard. They're so hard. But do them softly. Use this framework. And it'll be so much easier. In the meantime, I am wishing you nothing but bridal bliss. <laughs>